Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I'm your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter? Uh, doing great as always. Just ready to keep score. Yes. Uh, and for those of you listening out there, Carter and I uh, recently were able to get together in Boston. It was a it was a great time. And Carter has also this past week helped me uh, remove a virus from my computer. So it's been a big week for our friendship. So always good to see you, Carter. Well, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Anna. Hello, I'm Anna. I'm not good at trivia, but I'll try not to embarrass myself. And I'm drinking Earl Grey tea. Lovely. Well, thank you for being here, Anna. And we also have another Matthew. Hey, everyone. Um, Matthew here. I, uh, I'm i not an expert at trivia either. I do like to do some bar trivia on Thursdays, and I'm drinking the peach, peach honey tea today. I, th- I think you're the third, or I guess the fourth different Matthew who's been a contestant on this show. There are way so, too many of us, Matthew. Yeah, we're just racking them up. Um, I, once again, have my iced tea with me. And as you can see, it's getting a little low, but I'll try to nurse it through this episode. Well, thank you both for being here today. As with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Yes, in round one, you'll each get five multiple questions. This is our first general knowledge round. Uh, questions here with 10 points each. And if you get one right, you'll get those 10 points. All righty, Anna, you're up first. Are you ready? Uh, no, but let's go. Okay. Question one. Who has won the most Best Actor or Actress awards? A, Meryl Streep, B, Katherine Hepburn, or C, John Wayne? I'm going to just go with Meryl um, because I respect her. So let's, let's, I'm going to lock that in. Okay. Uh, Well, it was actually Katherine Hepburn. Uh, Hepburn has won the uh, award for Best Actress four times. Streep has three wins over 21 nominations. John Wayne had only one win, and that was for True Grit. Question two, in what sort of space would you find a schlunk line? A, a chemistry lab, B, a construction site, or C, a laundry room? Okay, okay, say it one more time. A schlunk line. Okay. Where where would you find that? Chemistry lab, construction site, or laundry room? I'm going to go laundry room, just because I can. Oh, it was actually the chemistry lab. Uh, Schlonk lines allow uh, chemists to evaluate certain glassware or systems of oxygen and other gases, as well as flow uh, flow inert gases into a system. Question three. The portrait of Yukuchi Fukazawa is featured on the 10,000 note of what currency, the most traded currency issued in Asia? A, the Chinese yuan, B, the South Korean won, or C, the Japanese yen. I'm gonna go the Chinese yuan. It was actually the Japanese yen. What? Yeah, okay. I, think, I think the Chinese currency is second. And uh, question four, how long is a standard Kit Kat bar? A, three inches, B, three and a half inches, or C, four inches? I do like to consume Kit Kat bars. I don't spend much time looking at them, um, you don't take your ruler out when you eat a Kit Kat? I don't. I just, mm. you know, munch on it and then it's gone. And then I wish I had more Fair. to eat, not to look at. Yeah. But how many um, inches of Kit Kat do you have to eat? Four. It was actually three and a half. What? 
Yeah. I'm really good at trivia, guys. <laughs> well, these, these have been tough so far. Um, and that was the question written by my brother. Um, yeah. So you can blame Mason. Yeah, I will. <laughs> and finally, question five. Aji, Bufu, and Zio are names of elemental abilities in what Atlas series based heavily around traditional mythology and the works of Carl Jung? A, Persona, B, Final Fantasy, or C, Golden Sun? Um, well, I, I don't know. I've never heard of any of that. Um, let's go, let's go C, Golden Sun. It's actually A, Persona. Um, yeah i'm killing it those those were tough questions though you're just saying that to make me feel better but i'll take no you'll you'll get some later i i I promise you uh already matthew are you ready for your five questions Uh, i think so i (laughs) i think so matthew all righty here we go question one which country in the united kingdom is not represented on the union jack flag a wales b scotland or c northern ireland my gut is telling me to go with Wales. You're correct. It is Wales. Uh, it has the English cross of St. George, the Scottish cross of St. Andrew, and the red saltire that represents St. Patrick, so Ireland. Wales has no representation on the flag. Question two. What percentage of the Earth's atmosphere is oxygen? A, 81%, B, 53%, or C, 21%? recall this number being much lower than I initially believed it to be. I'm going to go with 21%. That's correct. The three most abundant dry gases are nitrogen at 78%, then oxygen at 21%, and argon at 1%. Water varies with humidity to be between 0 and 3% of the Earth's atmosphere. Question three. The Malay Peninsula has been the center of many trading empires, including the sultanate of what coastal city that lends its name to the nearby straits. A, Singapore, B, Putrajawa, or C, Malacca? I think my best guess is going to be a city that I know sits in Southeast Asia, uh, is a port city and has straits nearby. I'm gonna go with Singapore. Uh, it was actually Malacca. Oh, yeah, Malacca. That, that, that was an amazing question. And okay. uh, he was definitely leading everybody to believe that it was Singapore, but- I could fact, tell. Uh, I, I got Singapore vibes, but I guess that was not the uh, right direction. No, no. Unfortunately, no. Question four. In which state would you find the Finger Lakes? A, New York, B, New Jersey, or C, New Hampshire? Mother grew up in Rochester, uh, oh. New York, and, and so answer will be New York. Now, oh, there you go. Yes. Uh, Eleven lakes make up the Finger Lakes region in western New York. And finally, question five. Which Union general in the American Civil War commanded the North's Army of the Potomac and then ran as the Democratic nominee against Abraham Lincoln in the 1864 presidential election? A, George B. McClellan, B, Robert E. Lee, or C, Ulysses S. Grant? I don't think that Grant ran prior to his, his run for presidency where he was successful, so I'm going to go with McClellan. That's correct. McClellan commanded the Army of the Potomac before being fired by President Lincoln. He would later become governor of New Jersey after the Civil War. New Jersey's got a great tradition of uh, exciting governors with Chris Christie and whatnot. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What what can you say about New Jersey? Well, that's the end of the round one. So, uh, Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Matthew at 40 and Anna at zero. 
It's now time for our weekly audience question. If you'll recall, last week our question was, on April 6th, 1994, the assassination of Juvenal Abiyarimana sparked, in part, genocide in what nation? And that is Rwanda. Abiyarimana was the president of Rwanda at the time, and his assassination was one of the major events leading up to the Rwandan genocide. And so, for this week's question, we'll ask, what British Prime Minister, having served in that capacity during the Revolutionary War, is known as the Prime Minister who lost America? So have a think about that, send me your answer, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two, so Carter, can you please explain the rules? Uh, yes, round two will consist of five open-ended questions for each of you. Um, you will earn 20 points if you get the answers correct here, and if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 10 points. Alrighty, you both are going to get the same topic because uh, the date that this podcast is being released, April 13th, um, is uh, the birthday of a uh, rather consequential figure in American history, and that is uh, Thomas Jefferson, born April 13th, 1743. So... You both are going to get five questions about Thomas Jefferson. So, Anna, are you ready? Sure. Uh, I drank some tea. Maybe that'll make me smarter. I don't know. <laughs> Only time will tell. Here we go. Question one. Jefferson is perhaps most widely known for being the principal author of what founding document of the United States? I really should know this. I really should know this. And off the top of my head, I'm going to give you an answer, and I think it's going to be wrong. Okay. It's, 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 I'm going to go with Declaration of Independence. And That's I, correct. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was a part of the Committee of Five chosen by the, the Second Continental Congress to draft the document. The others, on, the others on the committee were John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Robert Livingston, and Roger Sherman. Question two. Jefferson's face appears on what coin? I want to say, again, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to be wrong. But I, unfortunately, I'm like, it's one of the silver ones, but that doesn't help me much. <laughs> There's um, only one that's not silver, yeah. Yes, exactly. So I think it's the, it's either the, it's either the quarter or the nickel. Those are the ones that are giving me the vibes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the quarter. No, it's not the quarter. Matthew? I know it's not a dime, uh, and I'm, I, I know which bill he's on, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the nickel. I'm going to steal that answer. Uh, yeah, it is. the He's on the nickel. Uh, George Washington is on the quarter. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jefferson also appears on the $2 bill, as Matthew alluded to. Question three. Jefferson lived at what plantation, which he designed himself? Mm, it starts with an M. It's in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Is it is it Monticello? That's correct. <sighs> Jefferson was an architect and designed the home shortly after inheriting the land near Charlottesville, Virginia, from his father. Monticello is featured on the back of the nickel. The home was built by enslaved labor, and Jefferson owned more than 600 slaves in his lifetime, most of whom lived at Monticello. Question four. In 1815, Jefferson sold his private collection of books to what library? Um... I'm just going to go with the National Library. Like the, no, wait, is there a Congressional Library? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you want to give me the name of the library? I don't know that many libraries. I'm gonna go oh. with. I'm gonna go with the, the. I'm gonna go with the National Library. I think I just made that up, though. I think you did too, um, Matthew. I'm so sorry, Anna. You were almost there. It's Library of Congress. Yeah, Library oh. of Congress. It's. Uh, I got the C. I yeah, mean, you, you did, sort of. Um, it was it was sold to replace the uh, his collection was sold to replace the three thousand or so volumes that were destroyed when the British burned Washington D.C. during the War of eighteen twelve, and two thirds of Jefferson's collection would eventually be destroyed in a fire in eighteen fifty one. And finally, question five: Thomas uh, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams both died on what date in eighteen twenty six? What date in eight? Yes. Okay. I really got to listen better because I know this is released on the 13th and I can't remember if you said this was his birthday. <laughs> it, was, it was his birthday. Yes, okay, it was his birthday. Was like, yeah. I'm going to make a real fool of myself. <laughs> um, What day did he die? I'm going to... So obscure. I don't know. It's, um, but it's not so obscure. Um, I feel like from Matthew, um, I feel like he knows it. But I'm just going to go. And you said it's not obscure. So. A consequential date. July 4th. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. Uh, it was the 50th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And James Monroe, the fifth president, also died on July 4th, but in 1831. Alrighty, Matthew, are you ready for your five questions about Thomas Jefferson? I think so, Matthew. Ready to go. Okay. Question one. In 1800, Jefferson ran for president as a member of the Democratic Republican Party with whom as his vice presidential candidate? I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Madison. Was not James Madison. Mm. Anna, do you know? Was it, was it Adam? Uh, no, it was Aaron Burr. Oh. oh. See, I've never watched Hamilton, so I. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but your middle name is Hamilton. I, I know I really should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was Aaron Burr. Jefferson's relationship with Burr quickly eroded after taking office in 1801 and Jefferson dropped Burr from the ticket in 1804. And that same year, Burr killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel, effectively ending his political career. Question two, what cabinet post did Jefferson hold during George Washington's administration? He was going to be very careful here because I have two answers in my head, but it, since it was a cabinet post and not an appointment, I'm going to go with Secretary of State. That's correct. He was the inaugural holder of the office. Question three. Jefferson was known to have had children by what enslaved woman who was the half-sister to his wife, Martha? I know the first name is Sally, and I, and I, have, I, have, I have two names that are popping into my head, so I'm going to go with S Sally Hemings. After a debate spanning 150 years, historians now believe that Jefferson was the father of Hemings's six recorded children. The Thomas Jefferson Foundation at Monticello treats it as a settled case and began an exhibit on Hemings's life in 2018. Question four. In 1803, Jefferson named whom, his private secretary at the time, to lead the Corps of Discovery to explore the newly acquired Louisiana Territory? Lewis. That's correct, Meriwether Lewis. Lewis then selected William Clark as his partner. And finally, question five. Because his wife Martha died in 1782, 
Jefferson asked what future first lady to serve as White House hostess for social events. Was it the wife of, it was it the wife of James Madison? Uh, whose name is? Ooh, okay. Um, we're going to go with Jane. No. Oh. Anna, do you know? No, I have no idea. I'm going to go with Mary. I uh, know this was Dolly Madison. Dolly Madison. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was the hostess for all eight years that Jefferson was in office. Didn't she introduce uh, Ice Cream to the White House? Wasn't that her? Uh, that I don't know. Okay. But maybe that, not. That could be a fun trivia question on a future episode of Trivia Over Tea. Keep it in mind. I will have to look that up. Well, that's the end of round two. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Uh, we have Matthew with 120 and Anna with 60. Alrighty, now it is time for round three. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? I uh, guess round three is a lot like round two, but now you get a mix of questions on all different topics. Uh, questions here are worth 30 points each. If you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 15 points. Alrighty, Anna, are you ready for your five questions? Yeah, give it to me. Okay. Question one. What interstate highway, which traverses six states from the Canadian border to near Knoxville, runs for 325 miles in Virginia, most of which is along the Shenandoah Valley. Interst—I don't—I should know this, mm -hmm. um, but I don't. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm gonna just throw a number out. And um, is it Interstate 60? No. Think Matthew, you did. Cool. Just despite my Wikipedia ramblings last night, I was not able to memorize the uh, <clears throat> the the highway system. So I'm gonna go with I-64. Uh, no, this was Interstate 81. Of course. Because it goes all the way down the Shenandoah Valley. Yeah. Past James Madison University. Yeah, that's why I, I was like, I should know this. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been a while since I've been back there. Sure, sure. Question two. Which U.S. state has the most personalized vanity license plates? I want to say California. Um, not Cal it's not California. Right. Matthew? I feel like it's got to be Texas. Um, interestingly enough, uh, and I don't remember where I'd heard this before, but uh, it was it's in fact Virginia. Approximately 16% of Virginians have <laughs> personalized vanity plates. Does make sense. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Question three. The stage direction Exit Pursued by a Bear famously appears in what Shakespeare romance? That is a such a good question. Um, I don't really know Shakespeare romances other than Romeo and Juliet. So, um, and I feel like that's wrong, but uh, because that's the only one I know, I'm going to lock in Romeo and Juliet. Well, while it would have been really funny for Romeo to have been exited, uh, to have exited Pursued by a Bear, it was not, in fact, Romeo and Juliet. Matthew, do you know? Well, originally my answer was going to be a tragedy, but you said you said uh, romance, so I did I'm gonna, say romance. I'm going to go with Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh. Um, no, actually, oh. it was The Winter's Tale. Ah, Antigonus is the character who um, exits pursued by a bear. Yes. Question four: On April thirteenth, eighteen sixty-one, what fort surrendered to the Confederates after being shelled for 34 hours in the first battle of the Civil War? 
Matthew, I'm really not good at history or interstates. <laughs> um, so love this question for me. I'm going to go. I don't, I don't, uh, it's not, it's not Fort Knox. It's not, that's a place. Well, this is a place too. Yes, but, but it's not it's, the same place, Matthew. Yeah, Matthew. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead, uh, Matthew, take it away. Matthew? Uh, I believe that would be Fort Sumter, which is a small, small yeah. island fort off the coast of South Carolina. That's correct, located in Charleston Harbor. The Union would not retake the fort until 1865. And finally, question five. On April 13, 1970, the crew of what space mission reported, Houston, we've had a problem here? One of the Apollos. Turned into a movie starring Tom Hanks and Kevin Bacon. Apollo 13? That's correct. Ooh, it, was supposed to be, it was supposed to be the third uh, moon landing of the Apollo missions, but was aborted after an explosion on board. The crew returned safely to Earth on April 17th. Alrighty, Matthew, are you ready for your five questions? Already, Matthew. Okay. Question one. What interstate highway has a total length of just over 76 miles and connects Northern Virginia to Washington, D.C. via the Theodore Roosevelt Bridge? Is that I-95? Not I-95. Anna? Is it 495? No. No, this is uh, 66. Roosevelt Bridge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Question two, what is the chemical formula for lead? The chemical formula, as, as opposed to uh, the symbol, correct? Well, uh, like the periodic symbol? Well, that is what that is. Okay, okay, I believe yes. it's PB. Yes, that's correct. Question three, the cities of Lahore and um, Jalandhar are two major cities in what northern region of the Indian subcontinent currently divided between India and Pakistan? What northern region? Yeah, I don't believe I have a good answer for this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's the. I want to say Punjab region. Correct. The historical region also includes the Pakistani capital of Islamabad. Question four: Chef and author Ina Garten is best known for hosting what show on the Food Network? I have no clue. And I'm going to I'm going to say that it, it is it is uh, fresh from the garden with Ina Garten. I don't know. That'd be a good name if it's not already. That would be a good name. Uh, it's not the correct name. Okay. Uh, right. Anna, do you know? Um, I I don't. Uh, I eat food. I don't really watch the Food Network, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, the show is called Barefoot Contessa. And the name comes from a store Garten bought in West Hampton Beach, New York. The original owner named it after the 1954 film of the same name, starring Ava Gardner and Humphrey Bogart. And finally, question five. What baseball team was known for the Billy Goat curse until 2016, winning its first World Series in 108 years? That would be the Chicago Cubs, Matthew. That's is, that is correct, yes. All righty, that's the end of round three. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Looks like we have Matthew with 225 and Anna with 90. All righty, now it is time for round four. So, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? 
Uh, yes, round four is our showdown, where you'll each get the same three questions. Questions here are worth 40 points each, and we'll ask you to make note of your answer as you reveal it at the same time. All righty. Anna, Matthew, are you ready? Yes, just a piece of paper and a pencil. I'm ready now. Okay, good. <laughs> Question one. Who has become synonymous with the infamous gunpowder plot and is honored with his namesake day every year on the 5th of November? Such a good question, Matthew. I totally know the answer. Thank you. Yeah. I may or may not have written this one after midnight last night. All righty. Anna, what's your uh, answer? Um, I put down not sure. <laughs> so. Matthew? I have uh, Guy Fox. Yes, it was Guy Fox. In 1605, the participants in the gunpowder plot wanted to assassinate King James I and put a Catholic on the throne. Fox was found. Fox was found with uh, explosives underneath Parliament and confessed to plotting to blow up the House of Lords. Fox was hanged along with others associated with the plot on January 31st, 1606. Question two. What 1969 Western film starring Paul Newman and Robert Redford followed a gangster and his accomplice who are eventually killed in a shootout in Bolivia. Alrighty, Anna, what is your answer? You know, um, this is the only movie that I know that has to possibly do that. I put The Godfather. Okay, Matthew? Uh, it is my father's favorite film and the namesake of my cat, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, yes, that's correct. Butch Cassidy was, an, was a famous gangster in the Old West who committed many train robberies and other holdups with his gang, the Wild Bunch. His accomplice, his accomplice Henry Longabaugh, was nicknamed the Sundance Kid. I've never seen the film, but obviously very famous. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and finally, question three. What play by Samuel Beckett features main characters Didi and Gogo who anticipate the arrival of the titular character who never arrives. All righty, Anna, what is your answer? Uh, it's wrong, I'm almost positive. All right. Um, I put a streetcar named Desire. Okay, uh, Matthew? Waiting for Godot. Oh my, I did know that. I had or to do that it. in a theater club. It was in fact waiting for Godot. Yeah, I did know that. That's hey, Chiprom is listening right now. <laughs> yeah. A poll conducted by the Royal National Theatre named it the most significant English language play of the 20th century. Well, that's the end of the game. So, Carter, can you please give us the final score? I don't know if, how many people we've had who have gotten all three of the final questions correct, but this puts Matthew at 345 and Anna at 90. Congratulations on that. Fantastic. Uh, um, Matthew, do you have anything that you would like to say on your victory? Yeah, well... Matthew, Anna, thank you so much. This is great. I mean, I, I am an avid watcher of Jeopardy and the Chase, and I uh, actually I, I got rejected from Jeopardy um, about a month ago. I, I did the little audition. I didn't get an email back. So this was, um, you know, my, my second best option. It actually, I think, turned out better than a Jeopardy appearance would be. So I really appreciate it. And all you guys are awesome. Thank you, Carter. Pleasure to meet you. Well, I can't promise you money, um, but I can send you a sticker. Uh, We'd love a sticker. All right. love a sticker. We'll make that happen. Fantastic. Well, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Anna and Matthew, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music. 
Today's questions were written by Caitlin Fick, Matthew Hauser, Lucas Hauser, Mason Cook, Tanner Tim, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea, and as well as our Twitter account, also at Trivia Over Tea. And uh, you can find our YouTube channel, also at Trivia Over Tea, uh, and us also at t- twitch.tv slash Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us anywhere that you want to let us know about what you think of the show and if you have any suggestions. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye.